we're free to worship this morning because we are independent people. And you know what happens if they take our Constitution and throw it away? Guess what? We're still free to worship our God. Amen? Amen. It's by the power and the leading of His Spirit. That's how we do it. Guys, if y'all want to have you just a quick little seat, if you want, y'all can just stay put because I'm not going to be too long. Because we're going to do some praying. I want to spend just a few minutes because we've come to the end of what I didn't know was going to be the beginning, but it ended up coming this far of talking about who is in control of our lives. It's either going to be Satan or it's going to be the Holy Spirit. One or the other, there ain't no other, uh, no other way to look at it, one or the other is going to lead us. So does he have you or have you not given up to let him have you yet? Not talking about your salvation, I'm talking about does the Spirit have you? You can be saved, the Holy Spirit will be there, but until you are baptized with him by his Spirit and he comes in and takes control, then he doesn't have us. That's why the world has a lot of the troubles that it has. The first week we talked about this, we talked in Acts chapter 1, it says the promise of the Father to all believers. This is a gift that every one of us has. We either receive from him or we don't, but that is the promise of the Father. He promised, and you know what? He don't make uh, light of his promises. The first work of the Holy Spirit is to indwell all believers. The second work that he does is he clothes you with power. He gives you the boldness that you need, the boldness that we saw here this morning, the boldness that we saw last Sunday morning. That is the direct power of the Holy Spirit. That's what he does. He... Uh, he uh, he will give us spiritual gifts. There are nine gifts that he gives us. He gives us spiritual gifts as he sees fit. If we believe in what the word of God says, then we can be used in any or all at any time of those gifts as he chooses, as long as we believe and will allow him to use us. He flows out of us. Don't he flow out of us? When the word comes in, when these guys are worshiping, he flows out of us. Whenever we're riding down the road and there's something that comes on our hearts, he flows out of us that will take us to a place that we need to be with him. When the enemy's trying to knock us down, he puts something else in that will flow out of us. And whenever it flows out, it will get on everybody else that wants a piece. You can receive from him if you want him. He will cause supernatural things to occur in your life. These young boys and girls up here last Sunday morning was supernatural. We're not talking about the stuff that, that, that we'd like to see. That is, those things are supernatural, like somebody that's had polio their whole life gets up and walks one day. That is supernatural, but that supernatural is whenever you and I get out of our comfort zone to do what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do, that is supernatural. That's these moms and dads. When your kids get up and they don't normally do these kinds of things, that's what the Lord does. The second week we talked about that we will receive a supernatural prayer language. You see, he wants to work through us. He wants to use us. He will teach us to pray. Sometimes you can be at a place of prayer, and in that time of prayer you don't even know what to pray. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to do it, and sometimes we'll just groan when we're praying. 
I don't know what to pray, but the Lord will lead us. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. He will give us boldness to witness. Young men and women and everyone sitting here, He will give you boldness to witness if you want to. He will give you boldness to witness. Why? Because He has to tell about Jesus. Jesus is the one who came to the cross. He is the one that took us where we needed to go. He's the one that has paid the price that needed to be paid for us. He will give you the words to say when you don't know what to say. You know what? If you'll start putting the word inside of you, you may not have a memory of it, but the Holy Ghost is the one that says, say this, say it now. Because that's going to be deliverance for somebody. That might be the answer to what they were seeking at some point in their lives. That's what he gives. He gives us a uniform of authority. Remember me talking about that on the second week? We got a badge, you know, like a cop walks in. You see, when we walk in with the uniform of authority on, when the Holy Ghost is in us and he indwells in us and we're doing what he says. He says, take a right, we take a right. Use your left. You, take, you follow what he says. You say what he says. Whenever we have that kind of power, when we have received that kind of power, when we walk into a place, all the demons and all the devils see the police officer, the spiritual police officer coming in and we have that authority. Whenever we say, devil, you don't get to have this person. Devil, you don't get to stand here. Then that authority will come out, and that's what the Holy Ghost gives us. The world teaches us that that does not happen, but that's exactly what we have is the uniform of authority. And that means when you walk in, evil, evil, evil will flee away. Evil will get away. Evil will not stand up. And whenever God comes in, evil will head out the door. That's what happens whenever we have the uniform of authority. And he'll engage us in different ways. He will baptize you. The Bible says that there's coming one after me that he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. We cannot deny what the Word has to say about the Holy Ghost. He will baptize you with, 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 uh, with fire. He comes up on you. How does he live in you and come up on you? You ever been praying and the weight of God got on you? Have you ever been woke, woke up in the middle of the night and the spirit of heaviness gets on you? You don't know what it is. Maybe somebody comes on your heart to start praying for. That is the weight of the Holy Ghost saying, come on, I need, we need to do this. It's about us doing it together. It's the relationship that we have with God. He will pour out his self upon us. He will fall upon us. He is the one that compels and drives us. I need to borrow your faith. Some of y'all missed last Sunday night. We finished up the last part of it. But here's what he does. If you're going to be willing to follow the Holy Spirit, then he says, come on, let's go, faith. Come on. And as long as you're listening and following, he will lead. But he says, come on, let's go, faith. And faith says, no, nah, I can't go over there. I, just, I don't have it in me. Then he does what he did with Jesus when he drove him into the Spirit. He says, yes, we have to do this. And he drives us. He will compel us. Thank you, sweetie. She's scared to death. Must have been, she's, she seen me take Charlie down one time with a neck thing. and Everybody's scared now. But he will compel us and he'll drive us. And on the third week, we did what, can you hear me now? You remember that one? Can you hear me now? Can you hear what the Spirit is having to say? What He says to the churches? The Bible tells us that plenty of times. And you see what it is, is it's not so much about what's coming out of here, it's about what's going into here. If it comes into here and gets into here, then it can come out. 
That's where it has to come from. It's not about so much we need to talk and we need to talk, we need to talk, we need to put, no, we need to do what the Spirit says. We need to do what the Spirit says, when the Spirit says it, plain and simple. Otherwise, we get off track. And so the question is, is can we hear Him? You know, my, my children learn how to talk by listening to all of us. Ryan particularly, Megan was already speaking, but you all helped to teach Ryan to talk because he heard you. And that's how we learn how to talk when we hear the Spirit. He is the one, we got to hear him first before we can speak. Whether it be the preaching of the message, whether it be the still small voice of, of just being with somebody and giving them this little bit of nugget. You're not even sure how the nugget's going to work, but it's the one that he gave us that will set them free. A little bitty nugget that's like this big can blow a chain with links this big off of people's backs. That is the power of God. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. And he ain't going to do anything except what he has heard come from heaven. He's going to do nothing except for what he has heard come from Jesus Christ. He said, I will send you the comforter. That's who's coming. And he comes here and he says, can you hear me now? He will give us the words that we need to speak. We've got to be able to hear. And sometimes he'll speak in a still, small voice. Sometimes it'll be a loud, booming voice. Sometimes it'll be something that is just grand and grand and grand. And sometimes, as I heard somebody talk in Sunday school this morning, riding up the road, praying. God gives you a song that's been turned down on the radio, but it gets in your ear. He is still on the throne. Don't let nobody tell you that he ain't. The gates of hell will not prevail against him. He will get done his work. He will talk through us through people. He'll talk to us through our children. He used a mule once. He used a rooster. Yeah, he did. Peter. Peter. Yeah, and he used a rooster to speak. And it hit Peter just like that, and he was broken in his heart and in his spirit. And we're going to talk about Peter in a minute here. I, I just got to finish up here. He'll use anyone that he wants. And then the, last, uh, the next week we use the attitude of the spirit. In, in John 13, walk in love. Go ahead and pull up 1 Corinthians that I told you, Kenner. He, uh, he, he told us to walk in love. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. Who's all men? That's you and me. If I don't have the spirit of love for every one of my brothers and sisters, he has said... You don't belong to me. That's an amen, folks. That's the one we don't like to hear, but it is true. If you walk in love by this, all will know that you are my disciples. L-O-V-E, A-G-A-P-E, agape. There's eros love, which is sexual love. There's phileo love, which is brotherly love. And then there's agape love, which is unconditional love. When we went into Ephesians chapter 4, we learned the importance of walking in the Spirit. Love, folks, is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit. We teach speaking in tongues, and that is so. That is an initial evidence. But you don't want to know if it's still there. And you want to know the disciples kept getting filled, kept getting filled, kept getting filled. We read that throughout the book of Acts. They were continually being filled. But how do you know? How do you know? Because we have the unconditional love. If love has conditions up on it, it's cheap and it didn't come from heaven. 
Plain and simple. You don't have to perform. It's not a performance-based love. Even though Jesus did perform something very good for us. We can't deny that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence that happened on the day of Pentecost and all these people heard them in their own language. We know that whenever Peter went to Cornelius' house that they were baptized with the Spirit and they spoke in tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance. We know that when John, Paul went in Acts 19 to the, to the disciples of John, whenever he went to them, he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we didn't know there was such a thing. He laid hands on them, he prayed for them, and they what? They spoke in tongues. We are called to be the children of God. And we, the word has, does not change. The word does not change. But to be continually filled, the test is love. Go ahead and put that up, Kenneth. Verse 1. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, or of angels, by the way, that's where your prayer language fits in if you've ever had that question. Angels don't talk like we do. I don't think. Otherwise, I don't think there would be a distinction in the word. Men and angels. Though I speak in tongues of men and angels, but, but do not have love, I am only a, a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Can I tell you something? If love ain't in it, you can operate in the spirit and in, in the gifts. But if they ain't love there, what does he say? It ain't nothing. Go on to the next verse. And if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Nada. Zero. Zilch. That means sometimes some things can be done. When these people stood before Jesus, he tells us about there's going to come a day and they're going to come up with the list and they're going to pull it out and they're going to show him all these things they did in his name. And he says, depart from me, I never knew you. You know why? Because of that. They didn't have love. He still got his work done, right? Didn't he use Pharaoh to get his work done? And he wasn't saved. He used him. He used a mule, used a rooster, but if you don't have love, it's nothing. God will still use that, and he's still going to expound his kingdom. He's still going to bring people in, but if there's no love, it's nothing. Go to the next one. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Heaven went on about its business and the angels that are writing in your books all the things that you've done that the Spirit led you to or didn't do, they put their pens down at that very moment. I don't care if you gave five trillion million to billion dollars to somebody. If it wasn't in love, God says, I got no part of that. L-O-V-E. Love. Go to the next one. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Go to the next one. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Let's stop on that one right there. 
If we got God's love in us and if the Holy Ghost is the one that's calling the shots in our lives, we don't pull the little black book out and say on thus and such date, on this and this time, you did this, you said this, you whatever this. Because love does not keep record of wrongs. Read into it what you want. Take it where you want. That's the word exactly as it says. That is our test for ourselves. If we had a little bit more love in marriages, they wouldn't be breaking up. If we had godly love in marriages, they wouldn't be breaking up. Restitution where possible. Some people don't want to have restitution to have a relationship restored. You did what you could that's possible. They chose not to have it. But that's God's love. Okay? So, can you hear me now? We don't want to have a cheap love. Last week we talked about John 16 for the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus set the stage for the coming of the Spirit. And when He comes, He will do what? He will comfort. He will convict. He will guide. He will lead you into your future. He will speak on behalf of the Father. He will empower the name of Jesus on the earth. He will give peace and power to overcome the world. You got something you're trying to overcome? You got to have the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, it ain't happening. Otherwise, it ain't happening. He has to come in and do that. But lastly and most importantly is he will glorify Jesus and him alone. He will not make you look good. He will not make me look good. He will not make super preacher on TV look good. He will only testify of Jesus Christ. He will only bring glory to Jesus Christ. And if it's going anywhere else, he ain't in it. Come on, folks, this is worth amens. I have spent five years trying to teach you these things. And if we stay where we are, we don't get a grow. We still deal with junk. We still deal with junk. We still deal with junk. That's why the Lord has given this to me to give to you in love. I don't want to see you rolling in the ditches all the time and God's not there and not picking you up. Why? Because he says, I have told you, I've told you, I've told you, I've told you, but you listen not. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's what he does. And I'm going to finish up with this. In Isaiah chapter 28, I'm not going to read it. Don't even bother about pulling it up because it's a big, long story. And I want to take the time for it right now. But basically, the people in Israel had done to doing their own thing. They had turned their back on God. They were doing idol worship. They were staying drunk all the time. They was doing all these kinds of things and weren't listening to the word of God. And then he says a prophet by the name of Isaiah in. And in this he tells them, he says, you know what? There's coming a day that I'm going to lay a chief cornerstone that the, that the builders are going to reject. He is Jesus. The truth is the cornerstone that he will build upon. The truth is the word that he will build upon. And if it's built on anything else other than that cornerstone, it will crumble and it will fall into despair. That's why this truth that the Lord has given me to give you will build us up. It will do something inside of us. It will make us be able to grow spiritually. But he said this is the one that they will... Dis- that, they, that they will... will They'll get rid of him. They don't want him. They don't want to hear what he has to say. 
Jesus told us, he said, you're going to go out and do what I've told you to do and do what I've asked you to do, and they're going to reject you. They're going to take you up and put you before the councils. They're going to do all these things. Just remember this, they hated me first. They hated me first, and if you're my follower, they're going to hate you. The ones of the world are going to hate you. The ones of the world are going to hate you. The ones of the world are going to hate you. How do you know them? Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Do the love test. That's where it lies. He said, I'll lay this cornerstone in Zion. And he said, and with stammering lips and with foreign tongues, I will speak to my people. And this will be the time of refreshing. Remember this word, the time of refreshing. And he didn't talk about I'm going to have a new generation of kids. It don't matter if you're 15 or 55. Whenever you get regenerated, whenever you get restored, whenever you get built up and filled with the Holy Ghost, something good is going to happen. We're going to grow. We're going to be winning souls. We're going to see things changing and turning around. That's what we're seeking today is so that God can work and God will receive the glory. He said with stammering lips. And foreign tongues, I will speak to my people. How will he do that? Through the power of the Holy Ghost that indwells you and me. You see, on that day, whenever Pentecost came, they were in the upper room, and there came inside on them, and it lighted on them like clothes, clothes of fire upon them. And this Peter, who denied Jesus, that just a couple of days before, a couple of weeks before, he had denied Jesus. And whenever he went into hiding, when he went into praying and seeking God, whenever the Holy Ghost came on him, he walks out into the, into the streets of, of the Jerusalem and he stands up and he says, this is the day. This is the day of refreshing. They heard them speaking in other tongues. 3,000 people showed up. 3,000 people got saved because they said they got something that I want. They got something that I want. They didn't want the tongues. They, they wanted the love. They wanted the unity that was there within them. That is what the Holy Ghost will bring. He will bring those things. And then they go out and they said they go out and another day later and they show up and they walk into the temple and there lays a man and, Paul and Peter and John walks in and they said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. That only came from God. And then they go on, on Solomon's portico. And 5,000 more people get saved. And Peter says, Repent and be cleansed. This is the day of refreshing. Going back to Isaiah 28, you got to repent and be cleansed in order for the Spirit to move, in order for the Spirit to work through us, in order for the Spirit to lay on of hands and watch young men put down things they don't need, in order to watch a sick girl be touched and to be healed, in order to see somebody who is lost be saved. That is it. Repent. And continually be filled they kept getting filled and this morning brothers and sisters I have studied this as best I can I've tried to give it to you as best I can I wanted to give you what God gave me and said you know what having the Holy Ghost lead my life is huge forgiveness comes oh my 
You see a spirit-filled person, they're going to do everything they possibly can to create peace within the body of Christ. They'll do everything they can to bring peace. Everything that they can. Because they want to see God's work move on. You guys play us something this morning and y'all play. Just let the Spirit lead you this morning in praying. But I want to ask you this morning, if you ain't saved, today's the day. Today's the day your life, you have liberty. This is the 4th of July. We celebrate liberty of our nation, but we should be celebrated. We should be able to open up a, up a, up a service that right now of testimonies and everybody in here be talking about the day they got saved. But if you're not saved, you need Jesus. He needs to come into your heart. Maybe you say, I don't know about this Holy Ghost thing. I don't know how to teach it any better. But he does. And I promise you this, if you go seeking him, he will reveal things. Maybe you've never been baptized with the Holy Ghost and you're seeking that. Maybe you're like, Lord, I'm just not being used. I don't use it. There's gifts that you gave us. I need to be used. Maybe you've been kind of on the outs with the Lord right now, maybe for whatever reason. But he said, he says, come. Because love is what? Patient. There's nobody more patient than the Lord. I am a testimony to that. I've been forgiven of much. And I am thankful. Because God knows everywhere I've been. He knows every thought that's ever been in my heart. He knows every evil thought that I've had. And yet he was patient. And his love delivered me. His love delivered you. I want to invite you this morning to come and pray. Seek the work of the Holy Ghost. Seek Him in your life. Seek Him to lead you where you need to go. Seek Him that we can be the church that He's called us to be. See, we can come up with our own plans, but if it ain't God's plans, it does nothing. It moves nowhere. So we need to do what God wants us to do. So as they sing, if you will come and pray. Maybe you just want to get a little bit closer with God. Because you know what? If we ain't growing in God, we're growing backwards. There's no stagnation. You're either advancing toward Him and growing stronger and growing bigger, or you're growing weaker. It's that simple. It's that simple. Let's sing, guys.